The Stalking Horses of the Global Predators, Part 1. And there's an image of a hunter using a horse image to sneak up on their prey. This term now means covert attacks made by proxy. Pfizer knew from the start that their, quote, vaccine maimed and killed people. They are being forced to release documents that destroy their liability shield. Stock prices for both Pfizer and Moderna have cratered because Wall Street knows their most recent set of crimes are now exposed. Sadly, federal prosecutors no longer have the will nor the power to destroy them. A 2017 book about these lawyers was titled The Chicken Shit Club. But thankfully, we still have plaintiff's lawyers who recently bankrupted Purdue Pharma for addicting and murdering hundreds of thousands of us. Maybe by the end of it, a few prosecutors will find the small courage to pile on later and send Pfizer and Moderna executives to prison. It's going to be quite a show. Did I just say I was grateful for plaintiff's lawyers? This is new for me. Back to the horses. Today's evils are far more systemic than stolen, quote, healthcare money. We are witnessing a three-dimensional chess game, stalking horse behind stalking horse, knives behind lies, and the criminal complicity of corporations and individuals. The next few posts will describe what is happening globally. Although it is complex, little is hidden. Not so long ago, we could learn everything we needed to know from YouTube, but no longer. It's become a sewer of censorship. We must now turn to free platforms such as Substack, BitChute, or Rumble. My readers understand the medical issues. For an update, read Steve Kirsch's recent post about how medical, quote, science has turned to SHIT. Doctor's only goal must be our patient's best interests. When we lie, we become quacks. This post and the next are from Mercola.com. Subscribe to him if you can stand the truth. This one is entitled, What You Need to Know About Vax Passports, Digital IDs, and Central Bank Digital Currencies. Analysis by Dr. Joseph Mercola, abridged for readability and audio performance by Robert Yoho, February 27, 2022. Story at a Glance. If implemented, vaccine passports will strip us of most of our privacy. They are the start of digital identity surveillance. Vaccine passports and digital IDs can force compliance with government directives. A digital ID and central bank digital currencies, those are CBDCs, can be added to the vaccine passport. Your ability to transact or spend your own money can be, quote, canceled if you dissent. Another global economic crisis is inevitable. Work on improving your resiliency, food security, and self-reliance. This is an interview with Nick Corbishley, author of Scanned, Why Vaccine Passports and Digital IDs Will Mean the End of Privacy and Personal Freedom. The rollout of the COVID jabs was not for public health, but to justify vaccine passports. These are the first steps of more surveillance, tracking, manipulation, and control of the world population. Corbishley is a journalist who has written about politics, finance, and privacy issues for a decade. He is based in Barcelona, Spain, and has contributed to two U.S. blogs since 2013. 
Corbishley says, quote, Israel was the first democratic country to launch dis- digital IDs in February 2021. And when I started to see what was going on there, I began to get very concerned. Little by little, I began to see what was happening in Europe. I began to see what was happening in Italy and France when the so-called Green Pass was launched in June. This was a document that was supposedly designed to enable travel between countries in Europe. It soon began to be used to control access to public services and places within one's own country. We were beginning to see restrictions that we'd never seen in our lifetimes. The the Vermont-based publisher, Chelsea Green, and I had some conversations and we decided there was an opportunity to write about something that everyone should know about that's not being talked about anywhere near as much as it should be. The next section is entitled Surveillance and Compliance. Vaccine passports would strip us of most of our privacy. They are a precursor to digital identity and other more invasive surveillance. Corbishley says, quote, The passports function as a gateway to allow governments to herd us into a totally new reality where our actions, our movements, our thoughts, and our behavior are tracked and surveilled. If we've learned one thing about the vaccine passports, this is about changing the way we relate to government, and it's about changing the way governments relate to the governed. If you do not do exactly what the government says, whether that is putting one's jab in your arm, two jabs in your arm, or still more, you will be deactivated. You will not be able to access basic services and the places that are needed to be able to participate in society and the economy. The next section is entitled Surveillance on Steroids. We have been under partial tracking and surveillance for many years already through Google-related technologies. Our cell phones, Facebook, and other social media platforms also track and surveil us. They are harvesting personal information and keeping track of everyone's whereabouts. These technologies are being used to influence and manipulate people's thoughts, beliefs, and behavior. Until now, it has all been covert. The system that's being constructed, however, is overt and indisputable. Financial penalties and travel restrictions could be implemented. The vaccine passport platform would become powerful if central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, are implemented. The government could restrict your bank account access or travel privileges if you spoke out against them. Corbishley warns that with Google-based smartphones, homes, a day might come when dissenters could be locked inside their houses, or locked out of the houses, or their utilities shut off. Such a system could potentially be run by artificial intelligence and various algorithms. There may not be a live person anywhere to contact with complaints. He goes on to say that if we accept vaccine passports, we may be starting a cascade of progressive freedom restrictions. The next section is vaccine passports are just the start. We must also refuse digital IDs and CBDCs. Other digital and biometric controls are also horrific privacy invasions. As explained by Corbishley, quote, Right now, in Canada, we've got the Premier of Ontario saying that they are going to withdraw the vaccine passports. We've got Alberta saying it's going to withdraw the vaccine passports. This is the message we're getting from all over the Western world. It's like it's time to take a step back. 
we're now going to let you live your life. We're going to let some sort of normalcy return. Scandinavia is talking about doing away with vaccine passports altogether. But I think you have to be very careful because as they're talking about doing this, they're ushering in a digital identity system, which are going to be on a much grander scale than the vaccine passports. This digital identity is going to allow not just control of your vaccine status, but control of your tax records, control of your tax, and it and it will include your vaccine status. I think they are misleading their populations in a very dark way. The ultimate step is probably the central bank digital currencies, which are likely to come on board in the next three to five years. The chairman of the Bank of International Settlements, Augustine. Carstens, who used to be the chairman of the Bank of Mexico, openly said that the wonderful thing about central bank digital currencies is that it allows them to track everything you do. What he didn't say is that it allows them to deactivate an account. It allows them to stop people from being able to transact. They didn't go that far yet, but he said that this is so different from cash. So yeah, people are not realizing just how this control grid is being built little by little, piece by piece, but they need to start paying attention before it's too late. The next section, China is building a social credit system. By now, many are familiar with a social credit system in China, or at least have heard of it. How does this system compare or relate to vaccine passports and digital IDs? Corbishley goes on, quote, I think that the social credit system in China is, to a certain extent, a template. It's where governments probably want to go. They would like to be able to use the new technologies we have to nudge people into the right sorts of behaviors without having to use more overt punishment. You can either reward people for doing the right sorts of things, or you can give them a little digital spank every now and then when they are doing the wrong sorts of things. I think that is where China is leading the way. Ironically, in the research I did for my book, I found that while China's ambitions with the credit social scores are essentially unfettered, they want total control. They're not there yet. They're still running quite a few pilot schemes. So it depends where you are in China, the extent to which you are exposed to this kind of system, where you're getting points for good behavior, and where you're getting points deducted for bad behavior. But the template is there. You've also got companies that are like Ant Finance and Tencent. These are the equivalents of Google or Facebook in China. They are running their own social credit schemes within their little network. So it's a complex situation in China. It's not as complete as some might believe, but the intent and the ambition is huge. I would say that we are definitely seeing examples of this in the West. We're seeing banks talk about using our social media behavior to determine our credit score, which is very similar to what they're doing in China. There is clearly a desire to push in that direction. The next section is, we must unify to prevent this control grid. Few see the dangers, and most people under the age of 30 are used to doing just about everything on their phones. And the convenience of digital IDs and digital banking is alluring. Organizations such as the World Economic Forum and many of the central banks that are pushing the rollout of this control grid are trying to make it near impossible to live without a digital ID and CBDCs. We've already seen leaders saying that their goal is to make life as difficult and inconvenient as possible for anyone without a vaccine passport. Quote, 
Corbishley says, if you want to see a country that has really gone into sixth gear with the vaccine passports, it's Italy. They've said, look, if you don't have this document, you cannot work. You cannot get on the bus and go across town. You cannot get on the metro. You cannot access retail premises apart from supermarkets, pharmacies, petrol stations, and pet stores. Evidence is limited to where most people say, okay, let's do it. Existence is limited to where most people say, okay, let's do it. I don't have an alternative. I'm not going to survive this way. If you have a mortgage, your finances are tight, and your government is telling you you're not going to be able to work, most people just comply. A journalist in Canada was talking about the truckers, the Freedom Convoy. He was saying, these guys don't represent Canadians. 90% of Canadians have already taken the vaccine, and they're all happy with the restrictions, the mandates. It's like, how do you know how many of those 90% actually took the vaccine because they had no choice? The next section is surveillance is not inevitable. Corbishley goes on. Quote, I think we're in the midst of a major battle, and I believe there will be a creation of a parallel community and society where people are able to function. We're seeing signs of bartering beginning to take place within Italy. They're surviving as best they can, and millions of people haven't crumbled. They've not given way yet. He continues, I think that we have to, number one, inform as many people as possible. That's why I wrote the book. I was hoping to reach people who maybe had been vaccinated but were beginning to have doubts. I know plenty of people who've had two shots who are wary about having a third one. I know plenty of people who've had two shots have had Omicron, and now they're thinking, why the heck am I having to take a third shot? If we lose this battle, it will be very difficult to protect ourselves because of the degree of control they will have over us. I think the fact that people have grown tired of the restrictions means that government is having to, to a certain extent, reconsider. But at the same time, they're pushing through digital IDs. They're saying, we are going to abandon the vaccine passports, but in most countries, they've not done that. In the UK, for example, they have simply shifted from a mandatory vaccine passport to a voluntary vaccine passport. Vaccine passports are very much in use for international travel. So if you're British, you want to travel to mainland Europe. If you've not got your vaccine passport, you're not going to be able to go. It's the same if you're European and want to go to the U.S. I spend most of my day trying to keep track of these things. If you are someone who is working a 9-to-5 job and you get home and you've got three kids to look after, it's much harder to keep abreast of these developments. They haven't won yet, but they have immense power. Organizations like the World Economic Forum represent hundreds of the most powerful companies on the planet, and we're talking about the most powerful governments. It's going to be a huge battle, and they have most of the advantages, but I do think that what's happening in Canada suggests that a resistance can be formed. I think that it is growing in Germany and Austria. The governments are having second thoughts about the vaccine mandate. The next section is economic collapse seems inevitable. The central banks around the world have painted themselves into a corner. Another financial crisis is likely soon. We seem to be in the early stages of economic collapse. This is a separate issue, although digital IDs and CBDCs are related. To prepare, focus on improving your resiliency on a local level. 
Make sure you have access to water supplies other than your tap. Consider growing your own food. Develop relationships with local growers and farmers. These can save your life if the economy collapses and your dollar, drachma, or euro turns into toilet paper. Having food, water, shelter, and community makes you far more resistant to tyranny because if you don't have those things, you need the government to provide them for you. Corbishley goes on, quote, I think the community is essential. You need people who are of a similar mindset, of a similar worldview, people you can definitely count upon. Resilience is going to be very tough. As a result of the lockdown, small businesses are in serious straits. They've had to take on massive debt just to weather the lockdowns. This is tragic because small businesses are a cornerstone of the community. They're a fundamental part of the global economy, and even more important than that, small businesses are run by independent people. If we begin to see a systemic calling of small businesses, then we are going to be less independent. The most important thing, the hardest thing, is to maintain your humanity. It is fundamental, and that is why having a community around you is essential for surviving this. You can't be an island and get through what's coming. Another thing I would suggest, if you do have money, if you do have investments, is to diversify as much as possible. It's probably not best to have all your money in a bank, and especially not one bank. If you look at countries like Mexico going through the tequila crisis in the 1990s, or Brazil going through the huge hyperinflation it had, how do you survive that, rel- that relatively intact? When you own real assets, you own property. Maybe you own precious metals. In Turkey, inflation is absolutely surging, and people are using gold. They're using cryptocurrencies. They're doing anything except keeping their money in the Turkish lira. What to do? Educate yourself. Learn more about the impending digital control grid. Share information and oppose any attempts to implement vaccine passports or digital IDs. Build your community and prepare for deteriorating economic conditions by diversifying your money and investments. To learn more, read Corbishley's book, Scanned, Why Vaccine Passports and Digital IDs. What Why Vaccine Passports and Digital IDs Will Mean the End of Privacy and Personal Freedom.